Reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 19, beginning at the 11th verse. You, Lord Jesus Christ. As they were listening to this, he went on to tell a parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they supposed that the kingdom of God was to appear immediately. So he said, a nobleman went to a distant country to get royal power for himself and then return. He summoned 10 of his slaves and gave them 10 pounds and said to them, do business with these until I come back. But the citizens of his country hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, we do not want this man to rule over us. When he returned, having received royal power, he ordered these slaves to whom he had given the money to be summoned so that they might find out, so that he might find out what they had gained by trading. The first came forward and said, Lord, your pound has made 10 more pounds. He said to him, well done, good slave, because you have been trustworthy in a very small thing, take charge of 10 cities. Then the second came, saying, Lord, your pound has made five pounds. He said to him, and you rule over five cities. Then the one came, saying, Lord, here is your one pound. I wrapped it in a piece of cloth, for I was afraid of you, because you are a harsh man. You take what you do not deposit and reap what you do not sow. He said to him, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked slave. You knew, did you, that I was a harsh man, taking what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money into the bank? Then when I returned, I could have collected it with interest. He said to the bystanders, Take the pound from him and give it to the one who has 10 pounds. And they said to him, Lord, he has 10 pounds. I tell you, to those who have, more will be given. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. But as for these enemies of mine, who did not want, to me, want me to be king over them, Bring them here and slaughter them in my presence. After he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May what I share be in the name of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, if you are with us on Sunday morning, either in the room or online, um, then uh, you will find uh, today's gospel reading very similar to that of Sundays. Sundays, we had the parable of the talents. Today, we have the parable of the 10 pounds. Sunday was from Matthew. Today is from Luke. There are many um, who have um, speculated why there are differences between the Gospels uh, with, with such similar stories. Uh, some 
uh, scholars and some skeptics will uh, suspect that uh, that uh, this is the handiwork of the gospel writers themselves, adding their own nuances and inflections for their own communities. Um, some even would go as far as saying, well, this proves that it didn't actually really, really happen. Uh, but as somebody who preaches regularly um, and realises that we don't have, um, to be honest, a whole heap to say, we do repeat the stories and the main points that we make over and over again. And, and so... I do suspect that, um, that Jesus does repeat his stories to different contexts and different situations and have different nuances depending on the way that he tells it. If uh, you look at uh, some of the, the big name preachers in the world today, uh, they probably preach maybe 10 or 11 times a year, but they just repeat their sermons over and over again to different audiences and they have different nuances each time. So I'm not comparing Jesus to them, but I do suspect that that's one of the reasons why there are some differences and there are some substantial differences uh, in this parable uh, today as opposed to what we looked at on Sunday. On Sunday, uh, we had um, Sarah Plowman with us and we had this conversation about uh, the parable and um, what I've been doing with those conversations on a, on a Sunday morning is having a pre-conversation conversation. conversation. Uh, so both with Marianne and Dad, we sat down and had a chat through it. With Sarah, we had a Zoom conversation because she was in Brisbane. And um, we, we spent probably about an hour talking through uh, this parable. And one of the things we did wrestle with is we, um, we got, looked at the ending of the parable on, on Sunday, which says, um, on Sunday it said, as for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And I did sort of say, we might not get time to deal with that, Sarah. And if we don't, that's probably okay because it's a big piece and, um, and look, it might take longer than what we've got to uh, to deal with it, but we did have a bit of a chat about it. Uh, but as I ironically read the passage for today and read the end of this passage, which says, but as for these enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and slaughter them in my presence. I thought, wow, that's even more intense than what was going on in uh, the passage from Sunday. So perhaps this is God's way of saying, I probably need to deal with that aspect of, of this passage, which does, for me, um, as Sarah said on Sunday, she wrestles with passages that, that don't necessarily show the abundance of God. Um, and equally, I wrestle with passages that don't necessarily immediately show the grace of God. There's a beautiful quote in my daily uh, devotional this morning, uh, that said um, it's much, um, uh, much more important uh, to forgive than to be right. I thought, that's great. Forgiveness is great. It's much better to be forgiving than to stand on that moral high ground. But then we have this passage which makes me think, well, what's going on here? You, you've got Jesus telling this story about really harsh judgment. Um, it's, it's, again, it's in, in um, Luke's telling of this story, 
the slaughtering is of the people who didn't want this person to be a king, not of the people who he gave the 10 pounds to. So, okay, I can maybe make some separation here, but still there's no forgiveness in this, is there? And so I guess I wanted to share this morning where Sarah and I landed in our conversation last Friday leading up to Sunday. And I guess while we didn't think that we had all the answers, what made sense to both of us was that Jesus here is talking to those who are the religious of the time, those who should know better. And he, as in Matthew's gospel, as in Luke's gospel, is talking to both his disciples and people around them who were either understanding of the Jewish uh, system uh, or were very much entrenched in it. The very uh, passage before this is Zacchaeus uh, climbing up the tree and then going uh, to the house and everybody grumbling. Why would Jesus do this? And so this passage starts with, um, he went on to tell this passage, this parable. So this is in the midst of grumbling. Now, fortunately, that doesn't happen in church world today. There's no grumbling in churches. So, well, maybe, it, maybe there's still something for us. Uh, and what really resonated for Sarah and I in uh, Matthew's passage, and it resonates again to me, is that we are given responsibility. And Yes, we do passionately believe, as I'm sure you do, that God is gracious, compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. That does not mean we won't be held to account for the things that we don't do that we should have done, for the things that we do wrong, for the responsibilities that we refuse to take up. I, I do remember um, as I was going into theological college, uh, there was a scandal in the church. Again, that might surprise you that there's a scandal in the church. Uh, but this one involved a, somebody uh, defrauding a substantial amount of money from the church. And there was a lot of criticism of the bishop of the time for... Uh, pursuing it through the courts and his response was well uh, reconciliation doesn't involve us putting a person back to exactly where they were before they committed the offense reconciliation is about dealing with the consequences And so for us as church, what does it mean today? Yes, we are thankful that even the most outrageous things that we've done in our lives will be forgiven. We have to be aware that we will be held to account for them and we might need to change our futures and our actions because of what we've done in the past. But in God's eyes, we are forgiven. But in the world in which we live, we have to deal with those consequences. But also at another level, 
with the lavishness of blessings that we are entrusted with, the gifts and talents that we spoke about on Sunday that this parable mentions today, we have a responsibility to use them. And if we don't, if we don't use those, if we hide them away for fear, if we hide them away or just personalise them for our own benefit, then we will be held to account. It'll be taken off us and given to somebody else. I have said in this season, one of my fears is I have no doubt through this season that we're travelling through that the church of God will rise up and flourish. But I'm not convinced the Anglican church is owed its place in that. So we have a responsibility. We've been given one of those pounds and we have a responsibility to use it. My prayer is we do. We do it faithfully and that it is not taken away from us and given it to one who already has 10 pounds. Amen.